Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy freaking fit babes. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, and we are diving into all things weight and weigh-ins and tracking progress in this episode. And yes, we're going to go deep because I know many of you guys are literally mortified of the scale. You're trying to avoid it. You have a shitty relationship to your weight, especially if you are at the beginning of your journey or if you are not seeing progress and maybe you came off of a weekend of your weight being a little bit higher because you had a little bit more fun. Whatever the circumstances, we are going to get down to business and help you not only improve your relationship to your weight, but actually see more progress because you have to use your weight as feedback alongside all of these other measures of feedback on your journey to understand if your plan is working or not. That being said, I always love to add in, if you guys enjoy this episode and you enjoy the Sorority Nutritionist podcast, please do not be bashful. Leave a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. That is the way the show can reach more women, and I so appreciate you guys. That being said, let's dive in. So what I find so important for the women I work with is using the scale the right way, because reality is that a million bucks, you ladies that are struggling with your weight, you're probably not weighing in consistently and using these numbers to inform your decisions around what you need to tweak or change or continue to do on your weight loss journey. So when we talk about how to track progress, I do have an entire episode on all the different measures of progress tracking that I do recommend you ladies go back and listen to if you want more information. However, for this episode on using your weight specifically in this one very particular measure, the first thing we have to talk about is weigh-ins and really how to do weigh-ins. So when it comes to weigh-ins, some rapid fire facts, I recommend weighing in the same time of day in the same circumstances usually in the morning before you eat or drink anything. But the thing with weigh-ins that I always say to clients is do not overcomplicate this. If you prefer to weigh in at a specific time of day and it works better with your schedule, don't overthink it. Just do it under the same circumstances. For me, naked AF in the morning before I eat or drink anything, right after I go pee, right when you wake up, that's typically when I do it. However, it does depend on what works with your schedule and your environment. That being said, the biggest question is how often should you weigh in? Now, I am a big believer in not making my clients weigh in a certain way and hear me out on this. When it comes to weigh-ins, I have many clients that I do want them to weigh in multiple times per week. And I actually have been known to say actually weighing in every single day and doing daily weights can be phenomenal when it comes to tracking progress. In fact, for my ladies inside of the membership and even inside of 90 Day Fit Bay Body, you babes know from all of our progress tracking that when you are able to track your weight daily, 
you are going to see fluctuations, but it's going to make you and force you to understand and accept these changes and realize that your weight can go up even though you have not gained fat and your body composition isn't necessarily changing day to day. And we'll get into weight fluctuations in a moment, but I really do find weighing in daily very beneficial for this because ultimately, no matter if you weigh in daily, a few days a week, or even one time a week, or once every two weeks or once every month, you have to track the trends because one weigh-in does not give you information. How to use weights is using it to track trends so you can notice these trends and understand what's really happening with your body, its composition related to how you feel and how your clothes fit, progress photos, but also the direction of the scale. And this is really important because if you are getting frustrated seeing the scale fluctuate and you feel like you're putting in so much work, you've implemented so many positive changes to your diet, maybe your exercise routine, you're tracking your calories, you're focusing on balanced meals, like you are really, really trying. The first thing you have to consider is what are the trends in weight? And I think this is really helpful because for you babes beginning your journey, I always reiterate this and really try to program this into your brains when you join any of the TSN programs or even you're embarking on this journey on your own. Your weight is feedback about what you're doing. Now, when you are implementing your plan and really at the beginning infant stages of your journey, when like you're first beginning, for many women, you will get a calorie range, you will hit it and you will literally be on track to lose your first 10 pounds. These small switches add up so, so quickly. But I also recognize there is a big population of women where you do focus on the calories. Maybe you immediately see a little bit of weight loss, but then it quickly plateaus weeks two, three, and four, and you're not seeing that initial progress that you initially saw that first week. And not only is this important to talk about, but this is very normal. I want to normalize this for you, babes, because the reality is your weight is feedback. I always look at my clients' progress trackers. Me and Team TSN use this resource and use the data of your weight over multiple weeks and the trend in what's happening to notice what happens when you see your weight go down. What's going on with your diet, your lifestyle, your plan, your stress levels, the time of the month versus when you're not making progress, what is happening? And I think this is especially important when we're talking about weight loss specifically for females. Every month around your period, when you start to have crampings and your appetite changes and you're having weird cravings and sometimes like you are insatiably hungry if you're anything like me, I know the scale goes up and I'm like, what the hell? Like I thought I was being really on track but it has to do with your hormones and other things going on inside your body. And so if you're able to know this and start to really understand your body as it pertains to your weight and how you feel, you're not going to freak out about the scale going up a few pounds when you are literally about to begin your cycle. You know that's expected and normal. And that's why using weight as data and feedback and using it to learn more about your body and also have a real talk moment to know, okay, these are the weeks I'm on track and this is what I was doing. What changed since then? So you can really identify the areas to tweak and change and re-implement some things into your plan. These are all important pieces to the puzzle. And it's incredibly important because so many women have this expectation of you just change a few things and you lose weight. And it can definitely be true. Like weight loss can really be that simple. But I also want to recognize for a lot of women, you might make some initial changes, but then the results and that progress slows down. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person, you're doing something tremendously wrong, like you should feel bad about it. No, 
it just means you're in this phase of really learning what I would call the foundations of your plan. And the reality is, if you don't see that initial progress, that is not a reason to give up. Your weight and body composition is one of the most amazing parts of our bodies that constantly can change. I mean, seriously, if you've never been in shape your entire life and you're just about to turn 45, 50 years old, maybe even 60, and you want to improve your body composition, that's why there's these incredible like TikTok, Instagram, like grandmas that are in their 80s and 90s out there. This is how they're able to build muscle, shed body fat, and literally be the fittest they have ever been in their life all because they started to make these changes and tweaks. So I understand you want to see progress fast. I get it. I'm the first person to be like, whoop, whoop, girlfriend, I want you to get there too. But the reality is you have to start using these measures of progress, not as this pedestal of importance. And if you don't hit these numbers in a certain time frame, you're a bad person. Because the women who really see success with weight loss They embrace this journey. They become more inquisitive about their weight and what's happening to it. And they're able to really what I would call course correct their behaviors and habits and plan to better align with where they want to go. It's not that once again, you're doing something wrong. Let's take out that verbiage wrong or bad and replace those words with what needs to change and tweak. Like the word tweak, you don't think about, oh my goodness, you're a bad person. You're fucking up your plan. Like you're doing something bad. No, that's where this whole idea of up-leveling and tweaking and making these strategic changes. If you're not where you want to be, there is a reason. And you have to address the root problem of it to align your plan so you can consistently execute and implement that plan for the result that you're wanting. And if your weight's not changing, that literally just means, okay, three to four weeks of your weight not changing. One, are we checking your body composition? What's going on there? Because we could be making progress, as you babes know, even without the scale changing. But two, even if weeks after weeks, we're not seeing that weight loss progress on the scale, and really we would expect that weight loss progress on the scale, that's when we need to look at what might need to tweak, especially if you have lost weight these prior weeks, and maybe what has changed since then. And especially when it comes to weigh-ins, I mentioned the period piece, but there are other factors outside of just your plan that go into the numbers on the scale. Some of the most common reasons you will not see the scale go down is one, you've changed up the types of foods that you're eating, where you have to think about weight loss, not just as eating less than what you burn, which yes, has to happen, but you have to think about your body's metabolism and really normalcy in your diet. When you're introducing new foods that pack different amounts of the nutrients that you might be used to getting, like say you eat the same amount of calories. However, the one differentiator is one meal had 15 grams of fiber in it. And the other meal had literally less than one gram of fiber. I'm just throwing out numbers out there, like less than five grams. You're going to metabolize and use those foods differently. And it's going to impact how you feel, how full you get, And also what happens and how long it takes that food to go through your system. So when you drastically change your weekend diet, and it's not just a change in calories, but it's a change in the types of foods you're used to, I would absolutely expect a grace period where we don't know what might happen to your scale, but literally if you're more constipated because you're having foods that don't pack as much fiber and it impacts, you know, how regular you are with your bowel movements, you'd expect the scale to change your period. We talked about that very normal to see weight fluctuations around your period, having higher sodium foods. And, you know, once again, those specific nutrients, especially eating out and more processed food choices, especially foods at restaurants. Some of you babes might be actually more sodium sensitive than others. 
all of that is going to go into water retention and also those numbers you're going to see on that scale that have nothing to do with fat gain. I also like to say stress is a really big factor too. I see this time and time again and research even really correlates with a lot of what we see in real life experience and practice inside of TSM. But you, when you are very stressed, which often goes with sleep deprivation and you know high cortisol levels and really not feeling your best, I would not expect the scale to go down. Now, obviously, some people can lose weight while they're really stressed, but when your body is in a fight or flight mode and you are not in this homeostatic, which basically means like being at baseline and comfortable and normal and like your body feels really, really good, it's important to know that stress can go into how you metabolize food and really your body's nutritional needs. So our number one goal, obviously, is to try to decrease the stress over time. It's not as easy as flip of a switch. Don't be stressed, girlfriend. But stress can absolutely impact the numbers on the scale and even cause some water retention and bloating as well. And a really big thing that I often talk about on the show is tracking accurately and calculating our real nutritional needs. So a lot of times when we're not seeing weight loss, obviously weight fluctuations can happen. I want to kind of differentiate what might be a tracking error or a calculation error for your calorie goals versus what is a time where maybe you do need a calorie drop or something else in your plan needs to change, like you need to increase your physical activity. So Obviously, as I've mentioned many times on social media and on this show, you can be trying to hit your calories, but that doesn't mean you're in a deficit. And that's because when you think about the little licks and bites and taste of food, and you look at how you are tracking your food, there's a spectrum to tracking. I don't expect everyone to have a food scale, but the accuracy in which you enter your foods and how precise you're really getting in terms of how you're estimating those portions and potentially even weighing, measuring, and you know, getting down to the gram of your food choices, that impacts your food logs. Now, as a dietitian, I have so many women. I'd say most of my clients are not perfectionists when it comes to tracking, yet they lose weight. However, there comes a point in time that if your mindset is just like so focused on hitting these calories and you're not seeing that progress, that's when we open the conversation into accuracy. I've seen it many times with clients where I have identified them inaccurately entering foods or unknowingly realizing how inaccurate that they were tracking their foods because they weren't really learning those portion sizes the same way as they were at the beginning of their journey. And that's where this awareness, the new level is a new devil. You realize these other things that you can really tweak and change. Like that's why I always say don't just stop at calories. However, there are times where when we look at your food logs and, you know, for many clients, I'm thinking of one client recently where she had identified to me inside of the Megan Fox group for 90 day fit Bay body, she had identified to me that she was feeling very full. Like she was having trouble hitting her calorie targets. Her exercise had slightly changed that intensity. She still was working out, but she just was feeling, you know, a little bit full. And we had already gone down the path of accuracy tracking and she's actually weighing and measuring her food. Um, and it's something that she finds really helpful so she can understand what she's having. Long story short, she had around three, four weeks, three, four weeks going on her fourth week of, you know, her numbers in terms of measurements and how she feels was improving, but she was really just having a hard time hitting these numbers and felt like she was kind of almost like overeating in a sense, not that she was, but like overeating just to hit where we wanted her to hit. So we did an adjustment. We slightly dropped her calories down and we 
kept her protein at a really higher place um, to make sure she was hitting her needs. And literally that next week, she immediately was down a little over one pound. And I think it just shows you the power of, yes, sometimes you do need a calorie adjustment, but once again, it comes through using your weight as data and comparing it to many of the variables on your journey. That can be your weekly calorie average, your protein targets, how you're walking, how many days you're working out, what types of workouts are you doing, how you're progressing in those workouts. And that also compared to how your body composition is changing. Now, obviously she's making progress, but with her larger weight loss goal she has, you know, with more weight she wants to lose, we definitely absolutely want to see that weight continue to go down. So that's where an adjustment was warranted. So I think it's important that I share this with you, babes, because there are times you definitely might need an adjustment and that's more than fine, but you really want to make sure that you're taking in all of these things into consideration. And all of this is incredibly important for any phase of your journey that you're on. If you're a beginner, if you're kind of in like the middle, like stuck in the mud part of your journey, like right smack in the middle, like you've made progress, but you want to make more. And even as you approach the end of your journey, when it comes to weigh-ins, your weigh-ins aren't going to be this perfect magic ball of every week you lose a pound and it's just an exact pound and you're seeing it down every week. Like I've definitely seen it happen with clients before. Some weeks might be half a pound. Some weeks might be two pounds. Some weeks you might have a little bit of a fluctuation up if you're like me on your period and you literally always gain weight. You know, every person's journey is different. That coupled with not just your period, but traveling and your life and stress. And that's why I think as much as we want to sprint towards our goals, we have to be realistic. And it's not about making ourselves feel bad if we don't get there the fastest. It's making sure that we fucking get there in the first place. And so really when it comes to progress, you know, in general, we obviously want to see the weight go in the right directions. There's a spectrum to this. You know, if you're not seeing that progress, obviously there's things that need to change, but there probably will be a point in time when your weight loss progress week to week does begin to slow down. And you might notice, wow, I've made a lot of progress already on the scale. You know, I've, I was really losing weight at a faster weight and now it's actually slowed down a little bit. So that's the classic plateau situation. And for those of you that might feel like you are in a plateau, we do have an entire episode on the podcast that you guys can search. Um, that is very popular. That's helped thousands of women overcome plateaus. That being said though, one of the most important things when you notice these fluctuations, or maybe you're actually experiencing a real plateau, or maybe you've had a few weeks where like, God forbid I say it, like you really have gotten off track. Like you, you think you put on a little bit of weight similar to, you know, maybe fit babe Selena, who's been on the podcast where she actually did gain weight back. And that was a real thing that can happen to women. It's, it's a setback of course, but it doesn't mean a failure. Failure is a destination where failing is more open-ended, right? Like you may have failed the short-term goal of wanting to lose weight, but it's not actually a failure. It's more, okay, like your program is on a line and what you're doing is on a line. Like what needs to change? Like even once you hit your goal weight, like that's not promise. Like you have to keep up with it, which is why sustainable habit change and making this process easy and making food and exercise enjoyable and you're falling in love with this journey. That's what's going to help you keep this weight off. That being said, when you do hit a plateau or your progress on the scale week to week is not just a fluctuation, but it actually is like you're not making the progress you want to make. The one biggest piece of advice I would give you is not just get your mindset in check, right? It's a lot easier said than done, but that's when you have to really begin to use your weight as data and disassociate your worth and your emotions from those numbers. Now, obviously inside of coaching, like 90 day fit Bay body or like my private clients, 
it's really easy for that disassociation to happen because you're literally having someone guide you and tell you what to do. Inside of the membership, the same thing. When you guys post like adjustments or, you know, your progress check-ins and things for people, especially the other members in the program, you get to have an outside perspective. But I would say for any person on your journey, it's so critical to have another set of eyes on what you're doing when you do encounter these things and you're kind of of that mindset usually where you're really hard on yourself because you might see things that are different than what other people are seeing. There have been so many times where I've even literally had clients that they thought, oh my God, I'm making no progress. But when they, they weren't even tracking their weight week to week, like they weren't seeing those trends. So that's why using your weight and really tracking those trends is going to be the most no bullshit way to do this because you can't debate the direction. Even if you only lost 0.2 pounds per week, like Fit Babe Monica, who's been on the podcast from the membership ladies, you are still going in the right direction. She hit 10 pounds down. It took her longer, but guess freaking what? She's 10 pounds down, unlike someone else who quit because she was sad about her slow progress. So wherever you're at, know that you have two choices. You can either use your weight as data, seeing those trends, and use those trends to interpret your progress to then totally transition your focus into your habits and your behaviors and knowing what your body needs to break through that plateau or break through that lack of progress so you can hit the non-negotiables of weight loss, calorie deficit, protein, activity to support your metabolism, all of these things. That's one option. The second option is going on the scale every day, expecting it to go down, not seeing the trends in our habits and behaviors and anything like that, and then just trying to course correct every single day because you're so upset about what you see. That is an unhealthy mindset. And I'm telling you that because I have been of that mindset. The scale is not going to go down every day. And I know you don't want to hear it, but it's true. So many factors go into the scale. But the sooner we have you learn what actually goes into the scale, the sooner you actually start to track that weight, and even on like one of our progress trackers, I sometimes go into my clients' progress trackers and literally highlight their lowest weight of the week. And then I'm like, okay, like this is the trend I'm seeing. Ooh, this, is, this isn't quite where I want it to be. Like you lost one pound this week, one pound this week. And then you really haven't lost anything since then. And that's when we start to ask those questions. What's changed? Like what's happened? Oh, you know, I've been getting horrible sleep. I'm so stressed at work. Oh, I've been a little bit bad about meal prep. Like most of my week is good, but then all the week. And then you start to realize these things that it's like, wow, you're not a failure. These things have come up because you're human and that's life. And this is what I need to do to course correct to get back to where I want to be. That's how to use your weight as data and not making it a disaster. Because the moment you start to go down this crazy rabbit hole of feeling bad for yourself and seeing that weight, putting your entire worth to it, and just expecting this unrealistic progress with it, the sooner your weight loss journey will be a disaster because it makes your mindset a disaster and it makes all of this blow up in your face. Your weight is data. You can change your weight when you change your habits and you are not stuck in this body. You can change it, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 